Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron. <laughs> and I'm Tom. <laughs> I was waiting. I was staring at you like, why, why aren't you talking? Oh, it's my turn. Episode 75. 75. 70, it took us 75 episodes to finally be able to say correctly this time. Yeah. Telemaster is finished. Yeah, you've said it before. I incorrectly stated that before. Um, <laughs> I really thought it was. You did, uh, but it wasn't. It, it is now. It is now. It like is now. Confirmed. So much so, I have flown it yep. by for, the, yeah, by <laughs> for 35 seconds. You did. You you took a lap around the field. I was so nervous. Like, I don't, I don't know understand why. Because it flies well, last, really nice. The last actually. time I flew, I crashed. Well, that's true. And I was not... But that really was, wasn't your fault, I don't think. It still doesn't make me less nervous. Well, I understand. Because then in my mind, like, I would prefer it to be my fault when I crash because then I can blame myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, like when it's, it's, I see what you're saying. But When it's something unknown that you feel is really kind of out of your control, then you question everything moving forward. <laughs> Especially since you... Haven't gotten it back to learn you know, what happened. <laughs> I'm yet. done. I've given up. You have given up, but I have not. Uh, I still feel like, you know, when fall gets here, the corn's going to thin out a little bit before it, you know, before the harvest. I, I'm confident that uh, we'll find it. I I really believe that. You know what? I'm. <laughs> I mean, I will take whatever is still good on it, as in uh, receiver. If that's still okay, I'll send that back to Horizon and let it go. Remember, the engine is in a cowling. I know. I don't care about the engine though. Like you can have the engine. No, it's your first, you know, that is your I know, but this is this is the fates telling me you don't need nitro. Oh, is that what this is about? It could very well be. Okay. Because I don't All need right. nitro. Well, I mean, but we're gonna find it. I'm I'm confident that we're gonna find it. Okay. But enough about that. Let's talk about the telemaster. Telemaster is finished. Done. It really, it like I'm <laughs> I'm so a quick recap. <laughs> uh if you haven't been listening to the channel, uh since the beginning, almost. Uh, this was the one of the first projects we started uh, working on for the show, mm -hmm. and it's a, well, not just for the show, for us, but for but us also. Yeah. Uh, so, in case you haven't uh, been listening, we'll uh, we'll run down the the recap <laughs> of this adventure. This has had a lot of issues. It, it really has. So, uh, we'll go back to the beginning. The the 2017. Yeah, sometime in 2017, um, club member passed away, and. Uh, the club was helping the wife of the club member, of the deceased club member, uh, get rid of all of his stuff. So I had loaned a table and, you know, some, I think I, a couple of tables and some chairs or whatever, so she could display the stuff and have this kind of a yard sale for the club to, you know, get rid of the stuff and, you know, get her some, uh, some money out of some it. Some fundage. Yeah, because there was good stuff there. There was stuff that was still usable. It was older stuff, which, you know, I like, but mm -hmm. nitro stuff, a lot of nitro stuff. But anyway. And see, that was when I was out of the hobby. Like, that was in yeah. one of my hiatuses, so I didn't get to go to it to see everything that was there. Right. Or else, actually, that Telemaster might have been one that I would have bought. It may have been. Um, that's that's right up my alley, like, it, after it really seeing is. it. Because yep. that's, that's an awesome airplane. Old, like, nobody would care about it as much as, you know, mm -hmm. I guess I would. Which and is odd. Usually I'm the guy that goes for the old stuff, but... No, you go for the old-looking stuff. <laughs> like, I don't care if an airplane okay. is old, but you like the, the 70s colors and oh, all of well, that. that's true. So, yeah. like, you want a newer airplane that's that true. looks old. Yeah. And this one wasn't ugly. It was it was a, you know, it's a Hobby Lobby Senior Telemaster, so it was bright yellow. Mm -hmm. And it actually, from a distance, didn't look too bad. But, yeah, anyway, uh, helped mm, her... A very long distance. <laughs> around the block, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, helping the helping the um, 
the widow, uh, get rid of the stuff. And the uh, so she had the, the yard sale and everything that wasn't sold at the yard sale uh, the next day when I went back to pick up my tables literally was wadded up and put into these two ginormous trash cans, like these big lar- uh, yard waste trash cans, like the big ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I pulled up to get my table, I saw these two trash cans right at the end of the driveway with all these airframes, like tails, wings, just stuffed and sticking out of them. And of course, you know, me being a kind of a, I, I think you called me a hoarder at one point. Um, of good things, sure. <laughs> uh, I couldn't let let all this stuff go to the trash. So uh, when I went up to let her know I was taking my tables, I asked her, hey, so do you mind if I take some of the stuff that's in those trash cans? I mean, there's some decent stuff in there. She's like, no, no, take take whatever you want. You know, that's less that my garbage man has to <laughs> deal with. <laughs> yeah. So, and in the one of those trash cans was this Telemaster. So that's where it all began. So it had... It had landing gear. Yeah. It had the wings. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the wing joiners. Yeah, we did not have the wing joiners. Did, what else? It was missing. What else was it missing? There was a couple other things that we had. To, well, obviously it had, uh, It had. Uh, I think it had a few old servos in it that we tossed, that I took out and tossed. Oh, it, it didn't have the uh, wing supports, the wing struts. Oh, the struts. Right. Yeah, those yeah. were missing too. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so basically it was two wing panels, the fuselage. Mm-hmm. And, and the landing gear, and that was pretty much pretty much all that was left. Uh, the covering was in sad shape, uh, so it was all torn and yeah, infested with a couple wasp nests. It did have a wasp nest or two inf- in it. infestation, yeah. and there was a few little repairs <laughs> that uh, were needed on the. I believe it was the fuselage. We had to fix some stuff. Yeah, uh, but minor stuff. Easy. Oh, fixes. nothing, nothing bad. Yeah. Nothing crashed. Right, just mishandled when I was going into the garbage can. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what happened I'm sure uh, but anyway so that's that's where the the trash can telemaster story begins uh, basically literally uh, not basically but literally <laughs> uh, came out of a trash can which is why the name is not like I don't know uh, I, I got nothing right now Senior which telemaster is why or there you go awesome telemaster or yeah um, it should really be frustrating telemaster is what it should be because little <laughs> did we know what was in store for us uh but I feel like on. it's worthwhile. Like it is. Yes, there was a lot of issues that came up with it, but there was a lot that we learned. And Absolutely. I'm gonna. I want to. I want to jump to the end. Okay. Just to tell everybody what the problem was. I mean, okay. Sure. Servos. Yeah. Servos did not get along with the ignition. Mm-hmm. Um, with any of the ignitions of that we them, have tried, actually. Yeah. So. We switched out, and we'll, we'll get to this later, but going to a different brand of servo mm-hmm. fixed it. Fixed it, yeah. Yep. Which, looking back... Looking back, boy, if we had known that from the beginning... Looking back, we probably could have <laughs> changed those servos with that first engine mm-hmm. and been fine. Been just fine, yeah. So this is the fifth engine. Let's go through them. Okay, so engine number one, mm-hmm. uh, the engine that we decided to put on at first was a, uh, a Ryobi... 31cc, which was something that you had acquired from me. We did some horse trading or whatever, and I had converted this engine way, way, way back. Like, I, I don't even remember when. A long time ago. A long time ago. And it was one that I, you know, I had no idea what I would ever put it in. Mm-hmm. And then when that airplane came here, it's like, okay, that's, oh, that's, that's like actually. That's perfect candidate. Yeah, it might yeah. be a little big for it, but that's okay. Yep. But it was too big. It was I mean, too, really. Yeah, it was too big, and we ran into the issue that it, we would eventually run into again, 
the radio would go crazy anytime the engine was running with, you know, something with the ignition. I mean, you could, we were at least on it with that. Yeah. The ignition is causing an issue with the, you know, when it starts to run yeah. and the radio and the servos just go crazy. Yeah. Everything on, it was fine. It was nice and calm, you know, the way mm -hmm. it's supposed to be. Nothing right. jittering, nothing moving around. Yeah. As soon as you flip that over and it started, everything went cattywampus. Yeah. Cattywampus. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly, exactly what would happen. Yeah. Um, before I go to engine number two, I just wanted to make a note. You did quite a bit of uh, rehab work on the wing, remember? Oh, we did. Yeah. It wasn't just me. It, well, was, it but, was the two of us I mean, that were you, you went got through out the, the design you work. Know, got out the computer and designed a little program to cut the the new wing joiners out of uh, poly metal, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Is that what that stuff is? Yeah, we doubled that up. Actually, we tripled that up for the main spar and doubled it up for the uh, for the secondary spar. Is that? Yeah. Uh, whatever. spar. Yeah. Maybe. And I, I mean, I think that's plenty strong oh, man. for what it's doing. I, I, it's, I don't, yeah, I don't have any problems. Gonna, and then combine that with the struts that you got. Where, where did you come up with the struts? <laughs> I can't remember. Those, those were off of the. Uh, uh, oh, what was that? The um, cub. Yeah, the the cub that got messed up in the uh, trailer that got wet that oh, I had to. Oh, that's right. I had to throw away. Perfect. Well. Hold on. That was one that <laughs> it wasn't like a good airplane though to begin with. That okay. was the one I sold. The guy I sold it to crashed it. Yeah. He gave it back to me that eventually one day I was going to fix it, but then it got waterlogged and mm -hmm. it wasn't like a great airplane. So it's not like, you know, it didn't I have any you. gear in it right, or anything right. like that when it, it got messed up. So just an airframe. Yeah. Just a crashed airframe. Right. Um, but yeah, so we had to do that. I'm trying to think what else. Oh. We made the, the center rib. Yeah, because it, it, the original design had four, was it four wing bolts? Four wing bolts, yeah. And we didn't like that. I was not a fan because I didn't like the ugly holes in the front of the wing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then that was something we were going to have to fix anyway, because I think the blocks were missing out of the fuselage. Yeah. So, so we ended up, what did we do? We, we designed a kind of a, a latch system with uh, yeah. the center uh, the center wing rib. Yeah, so the the, the root rib we we uh, made out of 3/8 plywood basically. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I CNC machined that. Yep. And glued that onto the root rib of both panels and then on the front of that is a basically a finger that actually kind of goes and when you set the wing on the on the airframe that finger sort of goes up and under up and under forward and under <laughs> the uh, the former that's right in front of there. And that's yeah. all reinforced. And actually works out pretty nice. It does. We even made a little notch, I believe, for that to sit in. So, it, so, so that way it doesn't, doesn't slide, slide back and side, forth. Yeah. yeah or and side then, to side. You're yeah, right. And then two wing bolts in the back. And it's very secure. Very simple and very quick to put on yeah. compared to what it was yep. before. So yeah. So I just I, wanted to yeah, I think give that, you credit there because that was a pretty slick uh, cutting, well, I think cutting it's, those uh, spars. Was I pretty think slick, it's I so think. much easier than the other way. And I think it looks better too. It does. It looks so, fantastic. Plus, I don't care if I if I hit that on anything because it's actual three ace plywood. Yeah. So it's it's, it's not, very strong. It's very very strong. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, yeah. So engine number one was the Ryobi, uh, which gave us the fits with the radio, which we would eventually come right back to and then have to actually figure <laughs> out. Uh, so engine number two. So once we decided that the Ryobi was not going to work for us. Um, I went to my begrudgingly. I followed <laughs> you along. Did. You did, and we we went nitro because we did. We put a nitro motor on it, and uh, so the first, I'll say the first nitro motor, because well, see, there now, were a few. You're right, but hold on. Now, if we would have had the motor that's on there now, on there, 
I think I would have fought harder to not go with nitro. Like, I think the reason I was okay getting away from that, the motor that was on there was because like, literally it was long. That, and it was just too much motor for the airplane, I think. Well, it was more of the length for me, because I don't mind if something's a little bit overpowered, because okay. I like to have a little extra if we yeah. need it. Um, but that was like a literal foot. Yeah. Actually, it was more than a foot that it stuck out, you know, from prop hub all the way back to firewall. Yeah. Well, and, and that's that a, was, so that's a rear exhaust engine, and, and the muffler and everything is on the back of the engine, so it adds to the length. And, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It and was then the standoffs long. were three inches or four inches, something like that. Yeah, because you had to clear the muffler and the carburetor, which was also rear-mounted. Yeah. So, so I yeah. think that's why I was okay pushing away from that one at first. But, yeah, I'm happy, by the way. Very happy where we ended up. <laughs> I am, too. I would not have been if it was any of the next three engines that we put into it. Four <laughs> so, engines, whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> it was a few. Mm-hmm. So engine number two uh, came from my uh, nitro uh, collection. Uh, Super Tiger 75. Which is a huge collection. It's it's fair. <laughs> uh, so Super Tiger 75 uh, ran great. It ran, you know, well enough anyway, uh, Just but just didn't really, I mean, it's a it's a big airplane. Um, and I, I don't know if we've, I don't know if we've weighed it yet. Have we weighed it? But it's. Uh, we did, but I don't remember. I thought we did, but, but I don't remember what it was. It's 20-ish. Is it that heavy? Oh, easily, I would think. It's heavy. It's a heavy airplane. So Super Tiger 75 uh, just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't enough oomph. It it was like I watched you fly that, and I was yeah. scared it was just literally going to fall out of the air. <laughs> it was wide open, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it did, it, it did appear as though, I mean, it flew fine. I mean, let's be honest. It, it was did. scale. It did fly. Yeah, I mean, scale scale-like. to a, a full-size airplane that, you know, doesn't have a big enough motor on it, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it, it just didn't have the, uh, it had no reserve. Let's just put it that way. True. Um, so next up was, a, another, another nitro engine from my collection. Uh, it was an SK, well, it still is an SK 90, uh, two stroke. And that engine was perfect. I mean, for the airplane, it was the perfect amount of power. It worked. And it ran. I wouldn't say perfect. It ran great. Like it ran great on the stand. I put it, you know, we mounted it on the airplane. It fit the airplane perfectly. It was the right length. It was the right weight. I mean, everything about this was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got it mounted. Except it was nitro. Except it was, yeah, nitro. <laughs> which for you is fine. Which is, for me was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we mounted it and flew the airplane once with it. Uh, and on that flight, the crankshaft snapped. Yeah, I mean, literally, you got. I mean, I don't even. Did you make two passes? I think I made one complete circuit, and it snapped on, on the, the second. Yeah, on the second circuit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it just. I mean, it stopped. Yeah, I mean, there was no like putter yeah. putter die. It just. Yeah. So popped and stopped. There's there's <laughs> pictures, I believe, uh, when I when I did the rebuild uh, of that engine. Yeah, it was a the basically the crank pin snapped off the back of the crankshaft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a manufacturing defect, but anyway, I think there's pictures of the of the rebuild of that engine on the on our uh, website. I think I don't I, think, I, think I don't remember we, that. I know I took a lot of pictures and sent them to you, um, <laughs> but if they're not, we'll uh, maybe we'll we'll put them up there. I think they're up there though somewhere. Uh, but anyway, 
So that was engine Maybe number. Maybe you put those on Facebook because I remember you, uh, you right. posted something, it is but on, I, I don't remember. So it's on our, yeah, you're, okay. you're exactly right. It's on our Facebook page. Good. Uh, so scroll back, hit photos, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. The crank So you pin. didn't send them to me, by the way. No, I didn't. You I tried to put them. that on me. I did. I did. <laughs> so engine number three was, uh, well, is still, because I repaired it. It's ready to go again. But anyway, while I was waiting for parts for that, we needed another engine. So back... To my collection of is that what engines. is that what changed it though? I mean, I thought like at that time I thought you couldn't find parts for it. I mean, like if it was something where we could just order it right away and we could put it back on so, in a week and a half, I don't think we would have switched a, an engine out. Would like we? a quick search uh, at the time, and I couldn't find parts. So okay, then, and because you know I have engines ready in in the wing <laughs> wings. Basement. They whatever. shouldn't be in the wing. They should be in the fuselage. <laughs> well, well the I wing, guess that's, that's true. Um, as soon as I said that, I but yeah, to once, slap myself. Once, uh, once we had another plan, a quick search, or a, not a quick search, but a little bit more detailed search on the internet. I did find a source for replacement parts for that SK engine, which I got, and it's ready to go. But in the meantime, <laughs> we needed an engine for the, you know, for the Telemaster. So back to my collection for an ASP 91. And it's funny, like looking back on it, I remember now where this ASP-91 came from. Like I couldn't remember because yeah. I'd had it a while. Because you have hundreds of engines and um, you can't remember where they come from. It actually came from that yard sale that the Telemaster came from. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> and it was new in the box. That's it was brand new ironic. In the box. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Well, technically, there was nothing wrong with that engine other than I was pushing to have it inverted and that was, I guess those don't run very yeah, well upside down. So the down. ASP 91, the redhead 91s apparently have an issue. They don't like to run inverted. Mm -hmm. like, like if you have them mounted inverted, they don't like to run that way, which makes sense because on the stand, you know, on my little stand, mm -hmm. um, there's a video of that somewhere too. It might be on Facebook. Would you stop saying that? Because I don't remember any of this stuff from back then. So I don't want. Anyway, on my stand, <laughs> it ran awesome. Yeah. Plenty of power, ran good, transition good, idled great, you know. And then as soon as we put it on the airframe, upside down, it would just not, I just could not get it to run reliably. And that was one we tried. Isn't that the engine we tried different heights on the fuel tank? We, I mean, we yes. we went through so many different mounts and, and stuff on the front of that airplane. We did. For height and, yep. and all that stuff. And I feel like I gave that <clears throat> a, 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 the college try. Like, I feel like I did everything that we could do. Like you said, raising and lowering the tank and fiddling with the needles and all that stuff. And that was a very frustrating time for me <laughs> because I, I feel like I'm okay at, you know, tuning engines and I yeah. could not get this doggone thing to run on that. Ironically, airframe. not the last frustrating time <laughs> that this airplane has, has given us. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that, that brings us to... Engine number five, which is actually the engine that is still on the airplane. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is a DLE 20cc that I got. Uh, it's a gasser mm -hmm. that you really like. I do. Um, I got this one uh, in a another deal with a friend. Uh, it was on a profile plane of some kind, and I'm not a big profile plane fan. Mm -hmm. So I took the engine off and we put it on the on the Telemaster, and that's when we, you know, our troubles began <laughs> began again again yeah. well it so this is I'm another glad, one of those i'm really glad though that we that we that we really stuck it out and figured out what was going on no i am too because and i even mentioned this to you 
probably more than once, I said, it's a good thing we're doing this project together. <laughs> I didn't know you were serious about that, <laughs> oh, by the I way. I was completely You serious. told me if this was my airplane, by now it would be in the garbage can again. Absolutely true. I can't, I can't I believe that. I was so it. frustrated with this airframe, this airplane more than once that it, it wasn't worth the frustration. And I, and I'm not bragging, but I have so many other projects on the table and airplanes yeah. that I could fly. Wasting this one would have been so easy had I been doing this project alone, but it's a good thing I wasn't. Cause well, and in all honesty too, this is not <laughs> an airplane that you like. I mean, I don't want to say like, but it's not your style of airplane. No, it's you're not more a stick. of a sport, you know, sports <laughs> stick style, sure, right. plane. But yep. you're not, you're not into the lumbering, gigantic, just little airplanes that do nothing but float around. And I mean, that's really all this one does. It's a giant trainer. It's a big, dopey airplane. Yeah, but it's, which I think it, that's cool. I mean, actually, I like that. I mean, I, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I do like flying it. It is fun to fly. Why are you ashamed to admit it? Well, because it's big and dopey and doesn't do really anything other than just kind of. It sounds like you're you're talking about me around. right now. <laughs> Big dopey doesn't do much. Well, no, what I'm saying is not like an aerobatic. It doesn't do, well, it does do rolls. I did a, I did do a roll. Ugly roll. But you did one. It was a roll. It was. Um, And it'll do loops, I'm sure too. Uh, Mm -hmm. Especially with that, you know, that engine on it has plenty of power. Like I think I flew around mostly at half throttle. Yeah, which is, and that half throttle looked like it was much better than the full throttle with that 75. (laughs) Yeah, that's absolutely true. But. Uh, So let's. Talk. Oh, go ahead. No, it, go on. So let's talk about the trouble with the, the with the this engine gave us, which it wasn't. Yes, the engine gave us problems, but I'm okay, going to say about, it wasn't the engine. Okay, let's talk about the troubles that this engine highlighted. Let's talk about the lessons we have learned. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Because we wanted to stick with this engine. Yes, and maybe not just this engine. Maybe just gassers in general mm-hmm. on this airframe. Which is, well, in any case, knowing now that this is an issue and this is a possibility with Mm -hmm. servos being not friendly with ignitions, Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that. I never thought about it. But through deductive reasoning and through figuring out (laughs) things we hadn't changed, we finally came to that conclusion. And through not giving up. Which I would have done had it not been and we you. wouldn't have learned and you're right we so we were having problems <laughs> you were having problems more so than I was getting that engine tuned yeah like it was running and then it would just like sputter and and cut out not run yeah which funny thing so what was it last last weekend Saturday last Saturday we mm-hmm. made it out to the field with the sole intent of flying this thing and calling it quits. And calling it finished. Calling it done. You know, we yeah. don't have to, this isn't over our head anymore. We're exactly. done. Exactly. Yep. Because we thought we had everything yeah. fixed. Yeah. So, well, no, it was even before that. What What did you do on this engine? Well, I, <laughs> so when we first put the engine on last summer, <laughs> um, the- it Time would, flies. It would run, just like you said, it would run- it seemed like it would run okay when it was cold, but as soon as it warmed up a bit, it would just, it would just run erratically, and then it would just not run. You know, it would, it would, it would run okay, and then it would start acting goofy, and then it would die, and it would be hard to start, and it would just wouldn't run. And it would do that consistently. Mm-hmm. So you know, no matter what I did with the needles on the carburetor, they didn't seem to make any difference as far as the way it was running. So I'm like, okay, well this. 
you know, the carburetor needles aren't making any difference. It's got fuel. I mean, you know, everything was right. Um, I was using the correct uh, voltage battery for that particular uh, DLE ignition, which it's a, uh, I, I'm not going to remember exactly what, the, but there's a sticker on the box, on the DK, on the CDI box. And I think it's like a V3 or V2 or something like that. And what I found online while this was all going on <laughs> was that certain ignitions only ran uh, with 4.8 volts and then all other ignitions you could run up to like six or 12 or whatever volts. It is. You, you could use a five cell right. pack. <clears throat> and so I did all my digging and I, I had the correct battery for that ignition and everything. Five cell NIMH. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so through deductive reasoning, I figured, well, you know, the needle settings, I'm not, either it's a bad carburetor, which it's the carburetor that was on it, I say was, because we'll get to that in a minute, <laughs> uh, was a genuine Walbro, not one of the uh, knockoff ones. It was an actual Walbro carburetor. And those aren't really known for, you know, not being good. Okay. So I figured, well, the carburetor is probably okay. Um, ignitions are cheap enough, especially, you know, replacement ones. You know, the DLE ignition, I think, was... 89 bucks or something like that. And I could get a genuine CH ignition, which I'm a fan of because I've everything I've read online, you know, they're good stuff. And they're, even if they're not made in America, it's an American company. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I bought a CH ignition. So it was a little bit cheaper than the DLE. Uh, so it's a quality ignition. So then we, we put that in there. Not much cheaper though, right? They're no, like 75. 75 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's, you know, an American, sure, air quotes, American company. <laughs> Um, so we put that ignition in last summer and it seemed to make a small difference, but it still didn't seem right to me. Um, so next up would be the carburetor. <laughs> so I ordered a carburetor from, uh, I forget the company name, Valley View, uh, for the DLE, you know, 20 CC. It's a cool looking carburetor too. It's got an anodized, uh, diaphragm plate on it, red. And it looks sharp. It actually goes with the airplane if you look closely. I sure haven't. But, I will uh, next time. But anyway, new carburetor, new ignition, should be good to go. And it was. Uh, it, it ran okay, uh, but not like good enough. And we were getting late in the season to where we were like, well, it's too late to fly. We've got all this other stuff going on. We'll, we'll tackle it next spring. Then the duelist hit. And then the duelist project. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, yeah, we went hot and heavy on the, on the duelist and the the trash can telemaster got kind of sidelined, but we assumed, or I did <laughs> that, Oh, okay. We ran it. It runs good. Uh, next time we have time, uh, we'll take it out flat and call it finished. And I think that's when you called it finished. I see. I don't remember time frame on stuff. I don't remember what, yeah. when that was, but it was definitely, uh, called finished by me before <laughs> it should have. I had a little premature, uh, a premature Pre finish calling, Yeah, I <laughs> called it way too early. Um, so, yeah. So here we are. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was, you said, hey, let's <clears throat> let's fly the telemaster, call it finished so we can have yeah. something to talk about on the on the show. And let's put it to bed and, and, and just yep. move on. Yep. And when and when we call it finished, it's not like we're never gonna fly it again. Something that's finished is an airplane that we can pull off the shelf, charge the batteries, and go fly. Yeah, without any issues. That's mm -hmm. a finished 
airplane. Yeah, it does one not that, require any more work. Right. We don't have to bring it inside <laughs> first and do anything to it. It's just ready to, like you said, throw it in the car, go to the field, have to charge the batteries, and have fun with it. Exactly. Yeah. So, and we're there now with it, by the way. Finally. Uh, I've flown it. So, yeah, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> that was what we we're going to do. We we're just going to go to the field, fly it, and call it finished. And that's where, yeah, that's where you. That's, kind of picked up at the beginning of the show. That's where we didn't actually go through with our plan. We so, tried. Not like we didn't try. Well, when we got there, so the first trip, I think it was Saturday was the first trip we made it yes. out there. And we noticed like it wasn't running the way it should run. Right. It had issues. It was just, I mean, what, what, I don't even know how to, how to call it, but it was like missing. It was sputtering. It was, it was just not running right. It ended up being too lean. It well, was it was a little bit too lean on the high end. But you also noticed then when you were messing with it that the opto kill switch that we had on it, the light for that yes. was flickering. It was flickering when the engine was running. Right. But when so, the engine stopped, the light would come on solid. So that was our first inkling that yeah, there was still something, something else wrong. Going on. And then we noticed um the like all the, the servos were just kinda flapping. Like they shouldn't be moving, yeah. but they are just oscillating back and forth. Yeah. It was it was weird. Like I've was... never really seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. The one before, like it when we had it with the uh, with that first ignition with the first motor, it wouldn't like it wouldn't jump around like the the way those servos were jumping around. But it would go like the higher speed that the engine was running, the more off they would yes. be. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, whereas with this one, when the engine is running, they just oscillate back and forth. Yeah, it was just jumpy, Random, like randomly. Yeah, it wasn't always, but it was. It was really, really weird. Mm-hmm. So we started kind of digging into it. Um, I think our first guess, because we were trying to go through to see what have we not changed in this airplane, right. what could it be now? You know, and I think the first thing that you took, you ended up taking it home that night and you put a new receiver in it. Yeah, I <clears throat> I took one of my receivers uh, and therefore my transmitter uh, and put that in it. Mm-hmm. Took it home that night and did that. And then we went back out the next day. Ready to fly it, figuring that was going to oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, this is it. Oh, that was easy. I mean, yeah. I am I was upset that my receiver was bad because it was an AR-7000, mm-hmm. you know, receiver. with a satellite and all that, and they're not cheap. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, well, if that's what's wrong with it, then that so be it. So I'll send it. it in, let them kind of try and figure out what's going on with it and stuff. But not the case. Nope. So what did you put in? You put in a... Uh, it was a... I think it's an AR-9010. It's the big nine channel with the push button... Uh, bind button on the push button bind button on the face of it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice receivers. Yeah. But, but it was the same thing doing the exact, exact same, same thing. thing. Um, and we were, we were, I'd, I'd say flummoxed, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we didn't, we figured it was going to be okay, but we didn't even put the wings on. Right. Like we just wanted to make sure everything yeah, hey, was let's connected. Fire this up, make sure that everything's good. And it was just, and it was not, it was just the elevator. It was. Which was the other thing that was kind of weird. And we, once again. It was again, the elevator. Uh, yeah, it was just the elevator because the rudder was rock solid. And mm-hmm. and I noticed like right away the throttle servo rock solid, mm-hmm. like didn't budge at all. Yeah. Excuse me. Hmm. So, yeah. So it was just the elevator servo. Well, and obviously we didn't know that the wings were doing it too because we didn't have the wings on it. Well, we kind of did. Because they were doing it before. Right. But we, before we didn't get to the port. Swap. Like we yeah. didn't get to the part of putting it back together to see if they were still doing it because we, we knew we weren't going to fly it mm-hmm. with the elevator all messed up. Yep. 
one of our friends was there. He gave us another servo to try, and same thing. exact same thing, yep. which was surprising. Do you remember what that? I don't know what the servo was. It was a high tech of some kind. Okay, so yeah. that's good to know too. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah. So we ended up bringing it because it was hot last oh, weekend. So we so brought it hot. back to my house, and uh, the plan was actually if we could figure out what was going on fix it and go back out and fly it and still have it done that weekend, mm-hmm. which once again didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing we did with servos, uh, we, we swapped, right? The rudder and the elevator servo. Well, before we even started swapping servos, we started unplugging uh, extraneous stuff like we didn't need, like the opto kill. That didn't make a difference. We um, took some extensions off the batteries, remember, when we plugged straight... Or we even bypassed oh, the switches yeah, once. We too, did thinking maybe the Ran switches. Straight. None of that made any difference. We we swapped extensions well, themselves. The, hold too. on, the opto kill did make it run better though, because after we took the opto kill switch off, you were able to tune it and you got that engine oh, running true. the way you liked it. That's true. So you're happy yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that as far as the the glitching of the control surfaces, nothing. None of that seemed to make any difference. A big difference, like. It, if I grabbed the the wires going back to the to the remember back to the elevator and the rudder, and if I pulled them up out of the fuselage while I was running, it seemed like to make it better. But then it wasn't enough for to yeah. convince me. I think that, that was, was that. probably just grasping at straws and us thinking that it was making a difference when really it it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't good enough to fly. But yeah, before we yeah before we actually started swapping servos around, we tr- we. I mean, we tried every connection, either swapping it out with another connection that's good, you know, uh, uh, like a receiver extension or a servo extension or whatever. None of that made any difference, Mm -hmm. even with my good receiver in it. So we thought, okay, well, it's not the receiver. Let's plug everything back into your receiver to make everything simple so we can work it from your radio. Yeah. Because your radio was programmed for it and it wasn't. And then that's when we started moving servos around. And we, I noticed like it, we're doing all this without the wing on it. Right. Mm-hmm. I noticed that when we started, like the throttle server was good and I assumed, or I was well, thinking. Well, but we, we were figuring we were getting feedback possibly through that servo. Through that servo. Even yeah. if the servo itself wasn't like moving, glitching, Maybe there's some kind of weird feedback loop. Oh, we even tried. We even tried a uh, Dave, uh, our friend at the field, tried to made a, a poor man's choke. Basically, huh. you know, tied the leads around like as if you had a a ferrite donut or whatever to try to maybe stop the the feedback. And that didn't make any difference either. Short story. That well, once again, that seemed to make it worse. worse. Yeah, it but and didn't. that <laughs> that yeah. could just be once again that's yeah, exactly. grasping at straws. But yeah, it wasn't right. It didn't make any noticeable difference yeah. towards the positive. And we even we even disconnected completely the push rod going from the throttle servo to the ignition or the uh, carburetor. Yeah, after we got it back to my house, so we did a lot just, more yeah. in depth because we had air conditioning yeah. and it was okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we ended up running it without any connection. Like the first thing we did was we undid the. Uh, Oh, what was it? We just took the the linkage off of the carburetor and let it kind of dangle. Mm-hmm. Um, still did it. Mm-hmm. So then maybe, you know, grasping at straws again, maybe the, the metal push rod is acting, acting as like a, an, antenna an antenna or something, yeah. And pushing a signal back through there. Nope. Had nothing to do with X. We ran it without the push rod. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're right. That's when we started plugging servos into different 
parts on like we switched the uh, the rudder in the elevator mm-hmm. so that you were controlling it with the wrong stick, you yeah. know. Yeah. It followed we noticed it followed the servo, yep. not the uh, the channel. The channel, yeah. Well, then we kind of got looking, mm-hmm. looking a little closer, and realized that all the servos we were having problems with, which ironically enough was all except two, mm-hmm. were Futaba S three thousand threes. Yep, that's what I had sitting around when I put stuff together, and that's what I threw in there, not even thinking. Well, and remember, initially the very first servo we took out of the airplane was the elevator servo because that's the one that was giving us the most obvious trouble because mm-hmm. we didn't have the wing on it. Yeah. And when we remember when we took that servo out, the case was all busted up and cracked yeah. and stuff. Remember that? Yeah. I forgot about so, that. So yeah, that's when that's I think that's kind of when dim though it may have been, the light bulb may have been like coming on at that point. Cause then we were like, hey, servos, this seems to be following this particular servo. So yeah. Yeah, we tried that and we, but like I said, it's interesting if, if it wasn't just Futaba that was giving us problems when he gave us a high tech one out there, it was doing the same thing. It was, yeah. Which is odd. That is odd. So you can't use those either, apparently at times with these. Yeah. And I I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the length of the wires, because I can't imagine there's nobody out there that runs a high tech or a Futaba S3003 on a gasser. I, yeah, like I said, maybe if it's smaller to where you don't have extensions and it's, there's not that much feedback coming through it, that it's not. Maybe. You know, like I said, maybe that they work as an antenna with the length of the wire that we had on it because we did have. Well, but I mean, still. We had a good 18-inch extension. aren't that much shorter with the with the servos you put in there. Yeah, but it's all about, well, no, it's how how each one, I guess, is designed, how it handles feedback. Oh. How right. each servo is. Yeah. Because I guess, you get, I mean, you got to figure an antenna is a, a, a certain length of wire that can actually pick up the signals. Right. So if your wire is longer, maybe it's it's getting signal and getting yeah. feedback that way. Yeah. But I don't yeah, know. Be, By changing knows? those out. Yeah. He took all the, the Futaba S3003 servos out, mm-hmm. and we replaced them with JR. These are some old DS821s, I think. Okay. Ones that you had sitting around. Yeah. There were new. They were, you know, they were... Uh, just servos I've never never used, <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, fixed it, and that's that is just like. Do you think <laughs> it's maddening? From, do you think from the very beginning had we? Oh gosh, yes. no, a serious question. Do you think that is all this whole problem was? I think so. Like I I I don't like, want to go I through think, the work, but I no. almost want to switch out and put that motor back on just to see if it'll fly it or to see if it, we can run it and not have any issues. But I don't want to go through the work because that firewall had to have a lot of work done to oh, it again right. to remount. It's like Swiss cheese now. It was. We oh, fixed boy, it. You fixed it. That's right. We had to put a new firewall That's on, right. and yeah. and because yeah, there was a lot of holes on it, and I wasn't <laughs> comfortable with it. Yeah. But yeah, do you think? I, I I do. I think <clears throat> I think had we figured this, had we had I not been so quick to to put a nitro motor on it, um, and. You had been maybe a little more adamant about keeping gas, you know, as the power plant. I think if we had figured that out, I think that we would, yeah, come to the same conclusion. Well, like I said, had it been this motor we started with, I would have been more adamant about sticking or sticking with it. But just, yeah, I wasn't sold on that one with the length right. of it. I, I thought we were going to have problems with CG. I thought we were going to have problems with a lot of stuff. I did. I did too, and it looked bad. I mean, yeah. that the propeller was 
six inches or more, you know, away from the, the little cheek cowl things. It just didn't look good. Yeah, I ended up cutting those off. It actually looks pretty good without it. I think it looks better without it. I might do a, <laughs> especially a the cowl way you, sometime. But especially the way you finished it, you know, with the with the black, you know, and the silver into the red. I think it looks really good. Well, so, thank you. But anyway, and now we yeah, have it to where we can is, fly it anytime we want. That's right. Right. Uh, we, we switched out the servos and fixed our issue. So let this be a lesson to anybody out there. If you're having um, if you're having radio glitching issues while your gasser is running on electronic ignition, um, and you can't figure it out, don't give up on it. Swap out all the servos <laughs> that are giving you trouble. Maybe, you know, maybe. Or start out with out. one. Start yeah. out with one servo and see right. if that's a problem. Because yeah. it was a pain to switch out all of those servos in the wing. Five servos total, right? Four servos in the wing and the elevator servo. Yeah. Yep. Well, we had, yeah. Yeah, because I don't think we changed. No, we did change out the. Oh, we did put a different rudder. Yeah, so six servos. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it's oh, finished. It's finished. It's, it's behind finished. us. It's flown. It's ready to go again. The video should you be on have YouTube flown by it now, too, because that was you gave me some grief about that, you know, because I was the only one that had flown it. Well, even though it was brief, both I think I flew it twice, maybe. Well, you you flew it more than I. <laughs> you flew it then more than I have now. Yeah, but that's, that's only true. because I wimped out. It was really getting windy. I was not it comfortable. It was a little bumpy. Yeah. And but you I did still, fine. I still had the nerves. You did fine. I, well, I know. I mean, I mean like, you I can landed fly. It right in the middle of. The, well, of course, it was you know five hundred feet away from us. When <laughs> well, you that's because it floats. But it does float. I mean, I can fly. Like I, I am fine with that. But I was just nervous because of the airplane that it was. Yeah. Had it been little air tractor or the Duelist or something I've flown before, well, maybe not the Duelist because I put a lot of time into that one. Had it been something else I didn't care as much about, it probably would not have been. An issue. I would have flown yeah. it and had had no problems whatsoever. But like I said, the last time I flew, I crashed, and that kind of gets you a little yeah. nervous. But now when... we have both flown it mm -hmm. and successfully. So we did what we got. Uh, gosh, five flights on it today. Was it five? What do you consider a flight? Take you off take and landing off with a with a subsequent landing. Then more than that. Oh yeah, because we were doing probably, some video and stuff. Yeah, but, you uh, probably did ten or fifteen of them by yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, and I did one, <laughs> and it flies. It flies great. So I'm, it does. I'm happy. I'm happy to. I'm happy to report that it uh, is finished. I'm. I'm so glad that uh, that I was working on this project with you, because uh, for sure, had it been just me, I would have. <laughs> it would have ended up back in the trash can for sure. Well, I'm glad it didn't. I think <laughs> I am it. Too. I think it looks good. It I'm, looks fantastic. I'm happy with it. The decals or the the graphics that you put on it. I think that. I think it really looks awesome. Well, thank you. Especially and now, the, and and I know you didn't like the the white with the red. You know, the I'm ST. still not. Yeah, I'm still when not sold flying, on it. As it flies by, it looks so nice. Yeah, it really does. I think. Well, good. So I'm glad you like it. Now it's not in the trash can anymore. And <laughs> whenever we want to take it out and fly it, we can. You can. Yeah, it's ready to go. Whenever you are ready. <laughs> you just oh. have to buy a truck now, so you can haul it. It's it's ordered. <laughs> it might be three years or four years till it comes out, but it's ordered. And yeah, what are you going to do in the meantime? Uh, we'll figure something out. Put a hitch on the on the other car? Maybe. Might have to. Okay. Or just have you come out every time. And that's fine. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to talk about or are we done for tonight? No, I think... Uh, that was my phone. I Apparently think, I didn't I think, put that on silent. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're done. Like I said, I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, today went really, really well. About as good as you could expect it to go, really. 
It, yeah. It fired I mean, right up. No issues. Took. I mean, hurt. you would not have thought this plane gave us any problems the way it handled the day. Exactly. Which so, is good. Yes. It's the kind of airplane you want to take out and fly. And we shall. Okay. Okay. Until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Tom. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.